Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What is up, my friends? You are very welcome along to, what is it, Wednesday night's Late Night Agenda. The days are just moulding into each other at this point. So, there is a fair bit for us to get through tonight. And as always, I'm going to be led by your thoughts. Uh, but let me just make one thing really, 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 really clear to anybody that wants to moan in the chat. And I mean this sincerely. Feel free to leave. I'm giving up on Anfield Agenda. It should be called Moan Agenda, lol. Well then fuck off. It, it ain't hard, mate. If you don't want to be in the chat, no one's forcing you to be here. But I'm not going to listen to your nonsense, so off you pop. It's weird. Like, Should we be happy? Is that Do other Liverpool fans expect us to be happy? That we've done very little business. Like, I don't get it. What do these people want? I am not John W. Henry's fluffer. I am not here to say, good job, John. Now, just move there, mate, till I wipe a bit of that jizz off with this hanky. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to ask for the best for our football team. And I think we can all agree that we haven't had it. So, if you're happy with the situation, the status quo, that's absolutely fine. There are plenty of other channels where you can go and meet like-minded people who have no ambition. Me? Well, I want to see Jurgen win stuff. So, I'm going to continue to do what I do, which is uh, ask for the owners to actually step up and do something. First comment there that I'm seeing is, where is the money? And that's a fair point. Where is the money? And also, as is being reported tonight, and it, I seen it in the chat, which is what took me so long. The reason I asked you guys to bear with me for two minutes was I was just looking to try and get a confirmation on that release clause uh, of Andres because, you know, all month we've been hearing 40 million euro, 40 million euro, 40 million euro, 40 million euro. Now it's apparently 80 million dollars. So there is that. Um, It's mental. Look, where I'm going to go tonight is I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I went and I looked back. It's been 10 weeks to the day since the transfer window opened. 10 weeks. And what have we done? Nothing. We've brought in two midfielders at the start of the window and a number six. That's it. That's the rebuild. Is it? Really? After 10 weeks? This is where we're at. Sweating once again with 
eight days to go, nine days to go, will we get a couple of signings scrambled over the line? So again, I'm going to ask, if you are happy with the status quo, probably best that you either don't comment or go elsewhere to watch because I'm not. I'm not happy at all. I'm getting more and more frightened and more and more frustrated as each day goes by because we're seeing waffle and somebody's head has to roll. Somebody has to be responsible for this absolute fuster cluck of a window. It's unacceptable. I'm baffled how some people are okay with it. We've got rid of eight players and brought in three. And yes, I get there's still time in the window. Of course I understand that. But how long are we going to have that conversation? Oh, there's still time in the window. There's still two days to go. There's still six hours to go. Ultimately, the later you leave it, the more difficult it becomes, the more expensive it becomes, and the more desperate it looks. So for us right now as Liverpool fans, I think we've got every right to ask what the what the hell our board is doing, what our manager is doing, what our recruitment team is doing, and how are we in this mess, and it is a mess, once again. So that's what I'm going to kick off with tonight, and I want you guys to have your say. Uh, we're like Man U, abysmal in this window, said Spencer Price. Colin said, think Darwin should start for Newcastle. We've seen what has to be done do that team behind the lines. I'm okay with our midfield centre-back is needed. So I can sit here and I can lie and go, oh yeah, yeah, maybe Darwin will start. But we all know Darwin's not going to start. It would be a very, very, very big change of direction from Jurgen Klopp if Darwin was to start on Sunday. I just don't see it. Nothing we've seen so far this season should give any of us an indication that away from home, in what's going to be a very tight affair, that Jurgen Klopp's going to put in somebody to the centre that he doesn't trust to press yet. I don't understand it. And I don't understand what people think he's done to deserve it either. He's clearly not ready to start just yet. And all the wishful thinking in the world isn't going to change Klopp's mind on that. Klopp thinks he's not ready to go yet. And I doubt we'll see him starting. I think right now he's got to convince the manager. And that's on him. He's got to do it on the pitch, on the training ground. And maybe then he'll get his start. So... I don't think it's going to happen, Colin. I really don't, mate. I don't think we're going to see him start the game at the weekend. Uh, we might go shopping in Germany. Why are we kidding ourselves? There's an inflated price for any player coming into the Premier League. European tax to Britain, said a centro. Honestly, I'm baffled by it. Like, we're a multi, 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 million club. And we are sitting around Acting like paupers yet again in a window. Three signings to, to rebuild a midfield and a team. Three signings. So if you want, I can pretend to be happy. I can sit here and go, yeah, be all grand. Should be sound. We'll get this sorted out. But look, let's start off with a poll. Because it's very well and good me having my say. But I want you guys to have your say. Right, so what I've asked you guys for the first poll of the night is, will we finish the window strongly? Do you think that we're going to get these last few bits of business done? Um, it might just be me, but what I've started to see over the last couple of days is more and more indication that Liverpool are looking to get one signing done. Um, 
I've not really seen whether that's going to be the midfield signing or defensive signing, but if I was having a punt on it, I really do feel like we're most likely to see a midfielder, and that's the end of this window, if we get a midfielder in. Now, what we've done since bringing in Sobotsly and McAllister has been nothing short of embarrassing. Right, so our defensive spending has been pretty woeful in the Klopp era. If you were to remove Van Dijk and Allison from the list of players that Liverpool have bought defensively under Jurgen Klopp, this is what the list looks like. Matip, free. Clavan, 4 million. Robertson, 8 million. Van der Berg, 1.3 million. Davies, 1.6 million. Schimikas, 11.75 million. Canade, 36 million. And Calvin Ramsey, 6 million. So, it's not great. And here's what I don't understand. If Klopp tells you we want a defender, how on earth are we sitting here on the 23rd of August without a defender? So, what's going on? So, when we had that bid for Caicedo, the first question that we were asked here on the channel was, do you think that they were willing to spend that money? And the answer was, and probably would have been the same if I was asked again, yes, I do think they were going to spend that money on Caicedo. But that's been and gone. Now what we want to know is, what are we going to do with the rest of the money that we know is there, that John W. Henry is seemingly once again unwilling to spend? It's pathetic. There's no plan, there's no structure, and I don't give a damn what anybody says at this point. Whatever happens between now and the end of this window, if anything happens, is going to be a scramble of desperation. So the once lauded transfer committee is a joke. It's just not good enough. Window for us is shut and the curtains are drawn, said Russ Myers. I think Bicetti should get minutes, but we need a new number six and a centre-back. Matthew Begomez aren't good enough now, said Alfie. So we've already been told, mate, we ain't getting a number six. That's been high and wide in the media. If we do sign somebody, it's going to be a versatile midfielder. Um, and then with regards to the centre-back, your guess is as good as mine. There doesn't seem to be anything new in that regard. So just to go back to the bio clause... Um, Jacques Talbot has said Andre Trinidad's release clause is 80 million euro and not the 40 million euro widely reported. So if that's the case, forget about signing him. Because they're not going to want to sell in this window while they're still in the Copa Libertadores. And if the bio clause is now 80 million euro, we know Liverpool aren't going to pay that. So let's move on. Stop wasting fucking time. Next. And it's going to be, well, let's wait and see what happens with Gravenberch. Why is it always wait? Why is that always the answer with FSG? Wait, wait, in the future, down the line. Wait, wait, monitor, wait, wait, plan, wait, wait. Why not do? Why not act? Why not buy? Why not spend? They're pulling the wool over our eyes. They are. There's no plan. There's no plan. There isn't. There's no plan. Let's be honest. There's no fucking plan. If there was a plan, then we would have seen action. 
We wouldn't be last week scramble yet again. Another damn window where we're in the last week scraping around. We did this before. How did it end up? It ended up with Arthur Mello. How did that go? Not great. Not great. Do you think Klopp is a yes man? A tough question to answer. Because I don't think it's a simple yes or a no answer. Um, sometimes, yes. Sometimes I do feel Klopp is... A, is a yes man the right phrase? Um, a company man. Other times, I feel like he speaks out, but never against the owners. So he'll speak out against referees, he'll speak out against the media, he'll speak out against fans. But I've not seen him speak out against the owners. And I think that is frustrating to us. Because we all know that he ain't happy. He couldn't be. How could he possibly be happy? How in the hell could you still be pro-FSG? Um, I think that was a rhetorical question, Matthew. Because I'm clearly not pro-FSG. But I think you're just asking a rhetorical question there, mate. How can anyone be pro-FSG? We're going to be short of one to two players from winning it all again. We're always short. That's the problem. So under FSG, we're always playing catch-up. We're always on the verge of a travesty. We're always one injury away from a crisis. What we aren't is well-stocked in every department. Let's look at what we've actually done. 95 million for two midfield signings and McAllister and Sobotsly and 16 million for Endo. So what's that? 111 million rounded up to 115 with some add-ons. And we brought in 53. So we're at a 60 million pound net spend in the last week of the window. Hardly a war chest. Again, Look at what our competitors are doing. Look at what Arsenal have done. Look at what Manchester United have done. Look at the money they've spent. And you know what? I don't care if you want to say to me, Craig, they pissed the money up against the wall. At least they're trying. Us trying to be too clever is exactly that. Us trying to be too clever. It doesn't take a genius to know that we need another midfielder and a defender. It doesn't. But it takes a special kind of idiot to try and convince the world that we don't. Or to try and say that there is a plan. Or we have it in hand. We clearly don't. We just don't. Nobody would leave it to the last week. To try and squeeze in two important signings. And they're two signings that. It's already too late anyway. Because we needed them in at the start of the season. We needed them ready to go on the opening day. If we lose against Newcastle because we're overrunning midfield again or because we don't have enough options from the bench, that's five points dropped in three games. Is there anybody at this football club that has some fucking ambition? Does anybody actually want to win? There's no bonus points for being good boys in the financial side of things. There's no pat on the head, well done lads. Let's all sit around and celebrate the fact we scraped into fifth place. It's just, it's just If we don't win anything this season and are out of the Europe Europe, are you clop out or is it on the owners? I mean look, there's a lot of ifs in that scenario. But I've said it and I will say it again, Callum. Jurgen Klopp deserves a bad season. 
He's earned the right to have a bad season. He had it last season. That's his blip gone. If he doesn't do it this season, I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear about we couldn't have foreseen that the squad would be tired or that X and Y might have gotten injured. Don't want to hear it from Jurgen. He's absolutely on the line this season. If he doesn't do it this season and has accepted the window we've had, then yeah, I'm absolutely, for the first time, thinking to myself, the manager's job is on the line. Because he has to take some of the responsibility. Last season was a joke. Because of his pig-headedness, because of John's stubbornness, we didn't get the recruitment we needed. Stop trying to be over-perfect. Just get the damn bodies in that we need to fill out the squad and make sure we can compete. And stop sitting around doing twiddly shit. It's not good enough. Matthias Nunes to City will be more salt in our wounds, said Liam. And look, they look like they're closing in on that. They were willing to spend big money, obviously, on the kid at Paqueta. But his uh, betting investigation probably put the kibosh on that. So, yeah, it looks like Matthias Nunes is somebody they're looking at. Um, but look, I think it's a fair question that our friend Callum has asked. Like, nobody wants Klopp to fail. Nobody. No Liverpool fan wants Klopp not to do well. But two seasons in a row would be trouble. It would be. Let's be frank about it. It would be trouble. And there's no excuses. Like, I don't want to hear about not being able to get certain players because they weren't available. Bullshit. Loads of players available this summer. Loads of them. But once again, we're cheaping out. Do you know how many how many more like signings we've made above fifty million pound at Liverpool Football Club under Klopp? I think the answer is five, off the top of my head. Now compare that with other clubs, and again you can talk about their success rates of these transfers. That's okay, I get that. But I'd rather we bring somebody in that Klopp's eighty percent sure of than have to listen to. Well, we're injured now, so we're going to have to play another player out of position. Or nobody could have foreseen this tiredness or fatigue or blah, 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 blah. The excuses are washed up. They're done. They're dried. They're dead. It's time for action and it's time for collective responsibility. Man City are buying Jeremy Doku. Uh, Yeah, they are. And potentially Matthias Nunch. Again, look at Arsenal. Urian Timber, Declan Rice, Kai Havertz. They're not short of money. Manchester United have brought in Mason Mount, Onana, uh, Hoyland. And they're still trying to get a midfielder over the line. And again, what have we done? We've triggered two release clauses. And we have signed a, a fella from Germany for 16.5 million quid. That's the extent of our ambition. That's what's going to get us back into a title race. honestly and do you know what all you assholes and you are assholes let's be honest about it all you assholes that are FSG in and that think that the rest of us are just moaning what do you want what do you fucking want do you actually like seeing Liverpool floundering around being laughed at because you can sleep happy at night knowing that John W Henry won't be under any financial stress is, is that what makes you happy because you know what makes me happy Seeing Liverpool win. Seeing Jurgen Klopp and our team celebrating with medals and trophies. Talking about what route the parade around the city is going to go. 
comparing this title winning team to a title winning team from back in the day. That's the shit that makes me happy. I couldn't give a rat's ass if John W. Henry is stressed to the nines about money. Not my problem. I want Liverpool to be successful. And if you're at one of those people, if you're just happy to exist, wow, that's appalling. I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. There can't be anybody that's still FSG in. There can't be. There just can't. Uh, the cues are, are we satisfied by just competing in the Premier League or do we strive to be the best? We have to act accordingly. We should strive to be the best. Within our means, of course. But we've already seen that there's money there. He's already tipped his hand and showed us that he was willing to spend £111 million. You've still got about £95 million of that left, John. And also, don't be kidding anyone about the wages anymore, pal. You've cleared off that wage bill by a mighty amount. About a million pound a week cleared off Liverpool's wage bill. So where's the money, John? And who are you trying to kid? And if you're one of these outlets that are collectively patting John W. Henry on the arse and saying, job well done, Captain. Well done, Gaffer. Shame on you. Uh, well, Luigi Wa said, I think personally we honestly need to get rid of FSG and see how Klopp does because I still feel like it's holding them back. Jordan said, it's two days. It's gone from expecting two transfers to absolutely nothing. Would be surprised if we did anything of importance now, said Jordan Hunnable. And do you know what? Even weirdly, the Hincapia deal is getting more expensive by the day because news out today, Bayer Leverkusen are only going to do business at £60 million. A week ago, 45 million euro was the number doing the rounds in the media when Liverpool, West Ham and RB Leipzig were sniffing around. Now, it's getting to desperation stages and it's 60 million pound. The captain said, Craig will not compete for the Premier League. At best, we're talking on Brighton and Villa for fifth or sixth. It's disgusting. But yeah, but we're moaners, mate. All of us in here are just moaners, according to uh, the people who love to just say, do you ever not moan? Do you ever not give out? How dare we show ambition? How dare we? Because I tell you what, I wouldn't accept this in a Sunday league team if I was the manager. A squad this thin, this inexperienced. If John W. Henry is happy for not breaking the bank and not winning, that's a long-term strategy. If you win, you build your financial value. Lauren, we never strengthened from that position of strength, mate, did we? When we won Premier League, when we won the or when we won the Champions League, I think it was the Champions League season. Adrian, Harvey Elliott, and Seth Vandenberg. Do you know what I mean? That's that's what you do after you win the Champions League to strike fear into Europe. But once again, Wolves being pulled over everybody's eyes. Another window where promise, promise, promise. Failure, failure, failure. Go quiet and hope we can ride it out. And that's the point we're at now. 23rd of August. 10 weeks from the start of the transfer window. 10 weeks from the start of the time that we had a year to plan. 10 weeks to do this. Scramble around for a holding midfielder. Because we missed out on the top two targets. And the third target on the list, Kamara, or Bubakar Kamara... I don't know what happened there because there was a three-man shortlist. It's been doing the rounds today. I'm sure you've seen it. And it was Caicedo, Lavia 
and uh, Kamara from Aston Villa. Well, what's happened there? Shit the bed, shit the bed, nothing. And I'm not against Endo as a signing. I'm not. I think Endo is a clever piece of business. But it needs to be backed up with more spending. It needs to be backed up with a statement of a midfielder. It needs to be backed up with ambition. West Ham just agreed a fee with Ajax for Kudus. Again, showing more ambition than us. What are we at? And why are we so browbeaten? Why are we so accepting of failure? It's us that spends the money to see our team wear the clothes. We have a right to moan. Yes, sir, Jamie. Yes, sir. You are right. You're the one that has to pay for Sky, for BT, for Premier Sport, for DAZN, for um, Amazon, for LFC TV Go. You're the one that has to buy your shirts, your tickets to games, um, your other bits of merchandise. And heaven forbid if you have kids, then you can start that process all over again. But... To us, dummies, we're just ATMs for John W. Henry. Just take the money, take the money, take the money, take the money. And then what do we get? We get the top reds looking down their fucking noses at us for daring to want some ambition, for not wanting to go back to the Jovanovic, Christian Poulsen days of Roy Hodgson. We're bad. We're an, ex- we're, we're an embarrassment to the club for wanting to do well. Really? That's that's where we're at now. This is shameful, said Michael White. We have the thinnest squad. We actually need one winger, two midfielders and two centre-backs. Con Henry's good. I like that. I've seen it a few times in the chat today. I'm not sure who came up with it first, but fair play. Con Henry works. Is Salah leaving? I don't... Oh God! See, I feel dirty saying this because I am giving the club the benefit of the doubt on Salah that they won't. There isn't a number this window. Surely to God there isn't. Like, it's promising that you hear from Salah's side that he wants to stay this season, that his agent came out earlier or his solicitor came out earlier in the window and said, no, Mo's happy. Nothing happening this summer. And I hope that stays the case because we already have a big headache coming next summer because that's when the real tough decision is going to have to be made on Mo do the owners give him a new contract or do you look to cash in because I can't see a world where we let him go for free the year after so again that's just another big transfer headache that's been kicked down the road because we're still playing catch up for this window the window where we know what we needed and that was to fill out the squad places vacated by the 8 departures and we haven't done it and again, if you're happy with that and you aren't getting a bit tetchy at this point in the window, well, then you, you clearly are just going to accept a bang average season again. Because for us to have a successful season this campaign, we're going to have to have very little injuries and we're going to have to be able to play the same team pretty much week in and week out. Because Verge has no cover, none, zero. Gomez. Not really convinced there. Matip looks like he aged overnight. Baffling. Baffling. And again, to all the journalists that were telling us for a year 
that the club know what they have to do, that this is going to be a big window, that the club have left no stone unturned, that the club have recruited George Macca to help them get this window sorted. What has gone wrong? How are we here? Again. Again. Because it's every damn window with these charlatans. Thoughts on Kudis to West Ham. It's a very good piece of business from West Ham. Very good piece of business. Now, can you imagine? Just think about this for a second. What if we hadn't have got the Fabinho and Henderson money? What would have happened then? Because right now, I'm starting to wonder, where's the budget? Where's the money? Because they have loads of excuses. And one of their favourite ones is, if we don't see value, we walk away. Problem is, they never see any value. They always nickel and dime every single transfer. And that's grand when it works and you've got Michael Edwards and it's a smooth machine and he gets deals over the line. But when you embarrass the shit out of us by having Caicedo and Chelsea laughing at us, only to follow that up with another player laughing at us the week after, that's not good enough. We demand a response. We deserve a response. Klopp wanted four midfield players and got two in early. Then he wanted Mason Mount and Manu Kone. Injured let us down. Uh, after that, it was look about and see who he wanted to join us. Answer, nobody, then two more left, said Sarah Marshall. Again, Sarah, you want to ask yourself there, mate, You know, and you probably are asking yourself this in fairness, where's the planning, the succession planning? Because you're either the smartest guys in the room or you're not. And if you're not the smartest guys in the room, then get the fuck out of the room. Craig, it's like you haven't learned that LFT don't do their business in public. Tell me which of the three midfielders that came in that you saw coming. Again, mate, I get where you're coming from and I appreciate what you're saying, but you're working off the assumption that we always get our targets. We've been left with a knob in our hands a lot over the last few windows, mate. A lot. Where's Jude? Not here. Where's this generational talent we've been promised? Not really here. So, yes, you can say we're doing our business in private. And if we are, why are we leaving until the last week of the window? When it becomes infinitely harder and more expensive. So, I understand where you're coming from. But I don't have any belief. I don't have any faith in the machine. I don't have any faith in the recruitment team at the minute. And I think that that's vindicated. Because... Are you trying to tell me, mate, that you think this was part of a plan, a process, that we wait till the end of the window, three games into the league campaign, to try and get a couple of players in? Well, I'll tell you what, the season could be already dead and buried. Because how many times do we have to lose out on a league title or a European place by a handful of points and not learn the lesson that we haven't prepared well enough? We haven't done our business early enough. So, again, try to argue the point of the club side is fine if it works. But it isn't working. And clearly, nobody had a clue what was going on with the Garcado incident. An absolute joke. 
We look like a two-bit outfit. Laughed at. Embarrassed. Publicly. Around the world. Twice in a week. So how can I have any faith in the process, mate, when the process is a mess? Uh, boycott kits if money's not going to the transfer market, said Sashin. I've already done that, mate. I don't buy kits anymore. You probably, when's the last time you even seen me wearing a Liverpool kit? I refuse to give them my money. One, because they're robbing bastards. Nike, are you listening? A hundred quid for a kit. A hundred quid for a kit. For what? No Mbappe, no Jude Bellingham, no superstar signing. Just sign somebody and hope they become great. That's great. But when the landscape has moved and football finances have pushed on and this transfer window is a seller's window, then what do you do? Uh, CMG said, feel like we're waiting it out just to try and find the best option for us considering we had talks with a lot of players let's give it till the end and then what and what if we don't mate what if we don't what if we give it till the end and they shit to bed because i can tell you a couple of ways this might play out option one we keep dicking around with andre and pray to god they get knocked out and if they get knocked out of the Copa Libertadores on transfer deadline day then we what try and scramble to get that deal done or, option B, we sit around and wait till Bayern Munich decide if they want to sell Ryan Gravenberch. A player that, let's be honest, none of us are really overly convinced of already. But we plan and wait around there. And then what happens if that doesn't work out? So then we've gone through option A, B, C, D and E. And we've ended up with Endo. And Endo's fine, as long as there's more recruits. So, where is the offer for the core where is the offer for Gravenberch? What are we doing? It's pathetic. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid. We need to put pressure. It's embarrassing. We are being embarrassed as a football club by owners who have no ambition. And I've played the let's wait till the end of the window before we judge game. I've played that window after window. And do you know what it's ended in? Frustration, disappointment and anger. Anger at myself for believing the lies yet again. Panic loan deal incoming. We never learn from a mistake, said Gaku. Um, buying unproven talent after selling Fabinho and Hendo was just brainless, said Hex. It's not a statement, is it? It's like, sometimes you feel like the club's a bit, of, bit masochistic in that. We almost want to be underdogs. We almost want to go out of our way to be punching below our weight and then having this glorious uprising. Um, Joel, Joel said, I believe Klopp and FSG are both to blame for this downfall. So look, I'm going to end the first poll where we asked you, will we finish the transfer window strongly? Spelled absolutely incorrectly by me. Uh, 71% of you guys say no. Liverpool will not have a strong finish to this transfer window. So 71% of our fan base, of my audience, has no faith that we'll get the job done at the end of the window. And do you know why they've got no faith? Because they've seen this before. We've been hoodwinked before. 
Remember the summer where Klopp told us that they were willing to do business, they were ready, but nobody was available. Nobody was willing to sell. The players they wanted wasn't available. Years have gone by and still we're in the same position. Look at two players that Manchester City are just about to sign. Matthias Nunch and Jeremy Doku. And what do they both have in common? I'll wait. We've spent a year and a half tickling both their nuts. That's what they have in common. But Man City just come in and get it done. But we just monitor the shit out of them. We just sit back and watch. Oh, isn't he brilliant? Wow, look at what he's doing. Hooey! We should keep an eye on him. But he's going up in value every single month. Doesn't matter, keep an eye on him. We'll monitor the crap out of him. Most clubs line up replacements for players leaving before it goes through. Feels like it isn't the case for Hendo and Fabinho. Yep. It isn't. Of course it isn't. But I'm going to repeat what I've said. How does it take this long to go out there and try to bring in two more players? How, how long is it now since the... I think it's two weeks tomorrow since the disaster with Caicedo. Since that midnight deadline. I think it's two weeks tomorrow. And in that time we've brought in Endo. A very simple deal to make. Because the lad was nearly going to swim across the channel. To get here to play for Liverpool. So we've gone in and we've bullied a smaller club. In Stuttgart. And we've got a player out. That's not going to win us a league title. And I think Endo will be very good. But why is it always the cheap option with us? That's what baffles me. Graven Birch is only an option for us because he's cheap. That's it. End of. And there's a reason he's cheap. Because nobody fucking wants him. A. Santino said, FSG out, but how much of this is on Klopp? Players know that Klopp is not long for this team. I think Klopp should have left this summer. Wow. So, I don't know the exact power that Klopp has at the club at the minute. I don't. I don't know how it's structured. I don't know who has the real transfer power. Obviously, the owners have to sign off on the finances of it, but whoever's making these decisions, they're either second-guessing themselves too much or they're deluded, one or the other. But Jamie Carragher made a point to say that the book should stop with Klopp on this. Now, I'm paraphrasing that to some extent, but he basically said Klopp has a lot of power at the football club and outside of maybe Pep Guardiola, there isn't really another manager in the league that has as much influence at a football club from top to bottom. So if we're taking that as a fact, then 100% Jurgen Klopp has to take some of this responsibility. And by taking the responsibility, I don't mean coming on and telling us we're all children at Christmas looking for a Ferrari. I don't mean belittling us. I don't mean spitting in our faces again. I mean actually sit in front of the camera and explain how we're in this position once again. Once again in this position of scrambling around at the end of a window. Matthew Luby said, working it out, we've had a net spend of 37 million so far. That's an FSG window. With no transfers, rename it Randfield Agenda. 
Yeah. Look, mate, I hate doing this. Like, that idiot earlier on, Simon, thinks that I get enjoyment out of coming on here and moaning about the owners and moaning about the window. Far from it. I hate it. I finish with a headache and it ends up making me feel crap. But I can't. I can't sit back and see it happen again. Somebody has to speak up. Because we all know that there's some others that won't. So somebody has to grow a pair. And thankfully for me, I've got these big Irish nuts. And I'm willing to speak up. It's not good enough. FSG don't care for titles very much for Champions League. Well, they didn't get Champions League got cool last season. And here we are. Disrespectful Klopp talk irritates me. Well, that's tough shit, Marley. Tough shit, pal. He's not the Messiah. He makes mistakes. And he should be held accountable for those mistakes like anybody else. So if Klopp talk... If bold talking about Klopp makes you angry, then maybe it's time to pull the fucking duvet over your head and get back behind the sofa with the rest of the people who think that the sun shines out of his arse. He makes mistakes. And like anybody else, he needs to be accountable for those damn mistakes. And Klopp doesn't get a free pass. He got his free pass with last year. With that shit season we had. That was his free pass. Doesn't get it anymore. Wow. Like. I'm. I I don't get it. Honestly. Does not compute in my head. How people think. That Klopp has nothing to do with it. And it's everybody else's fault. He has a big part to play in this. Like, multiple things are possible at once. I can love Jurgen Klopp, but I'm not a cult follower. I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up his arse when he's shit in the bed. It's okay. I love my wife. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to moan at her if, if she does something I'm pissed off about. Do you get me? Like, they don't have to be conflicting things all the time. We can have multiple feelings about the same person. Do you think Cara or Gerard should speak up against these owners? Um, I mean, I don't really give a shite what Steven Gerrard has to say at the minute, to be honest with you. Um, he's another mercenary in my head at this point, running to Saudi to take that money. So what Gerrard's opinion is, I couldn't give a shite at this moment in time, to be honest. I lost a lot of respect for him. Um, still a club legend, don't get me wrong, but yeah, he's just another mercenary who grabbed the paycheck and ran to Saudi. FSG just brought in, bought into female golf, so even less money for the club. So, they've said themselves they're in expansion mode. So they want to buy more clubs. But the clubs that they own, look at both sets of fan bases. Look at the Red Sox fan base and look at our fan base. And I think you'll see a couple of striking comparisons. 
both frustrated, both had initial success. That success, what success, excuse me, wasn't sustained by the owners. And now, every time John W. Henry shows up the Fenway, he's getting booed. And chance would be a fine thing with him showing up to Anfield. Do you know what I mean? That, that'd be grand, wouldn't it? No news, just mooning. See, if you're, if you're going to come in to try and have a pop at me, spell the fucking words right, dude. It's moaning. And what? Do you want me to make up news? Do you? Do you want me to just make up news so I can sit here and lie to you? There's no news, mate. And the reason there's no news is because the club aren't doing a fucking tap. And that's the problem. That's the news. That we're here 10 weeks to the day since the window opened. Waiting. Hoping. Giving the benefit of the doubt. Anxiously trying to hear of a here we go. Klopp can't buy the players though. How do you know that? I mean, I don't know that he can or can't, by the way. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. But he has a lot of power at the club. And if you think Klopp can't buy the players, okay, I hear you on that. But then why isn't he speaking out? Because it's his reputation on the line. It's his job on the line. It's his legacy on the line. So one of two things has to happen here. Either Klopp is part of the overall transfer plan and he's up for a collective failure or he's a yes man that's towing the company line while his legacy is being destroyed. So which one is it? Because it can't be both. Big news at half ten, according to Indy Kaler. What? Like, he's never had actual lose in the history of that fucking account, ever. Because, and here's the kicker, it's not a real account, mate. It's not a real journalist account. One second. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want me to lighten it up for a second? I can give you some light-hearted laughs if you want. Senior sources at Chelsea are under the impression that salary was not a decisive factor behind Caicedo's move. He would have earned the same, if not more, at Liverpool. Would he? But he didn't even hold conversations with Liverpool about salary, and journalists have wrote that. So to tell us that. And this came from the Athletic, by the way. Chelsea sources feel like Caicedo was going to Chelsea and he would have earned the same at Liverpool. But yet the same breath will tell us that it never even got to the conversations about money with Caicedo at Liverpool. So which is it? Again, we're being treated like morons. And again... From the same outlet, The Athletic. So you've read what I read you a second ago, and I'm going to read it again. Senior sources at Chelsea are under the impression that salary was not a decisive factor behind Caicedo's move. He would have earned around the same amount, if not more, at Liverpool. That's from The Athletic. 
also from The Athletic, Casado's decision to tell Liverpool the morning that he wanted Chelsea over them was pivotal. He never even wanted to discuss personal terms with Liverpool. So which one is it? Which one is it? He never discussed personal terms at Liverpool or he was going to wear the same money at Liverpool. Make up your mind. By the way, Bernardo Silva has just extended his contract at Manchester City to 2026. So on top of signing Josko Gvardiol, on top of signing Jeremy Doku, on top of looking to bring in another midfield talent, they've given Bernardo Silva a new deal to 2026 as well. And if you want something to smile about, United were beaten 3-0 today in a behind-closed-doors match at Carrington against Burnley. So, there's always something to make you smile if you look hard enough. P76. And you know what, mate? Thank you. Because you know what? When I rant and moan, I understand there are people who are going to be sick of me. I get it. But I don't do it out of badness. So, when I see a comment like yours that I'm about to read out, mate, thank you. Because it's hard to be the guy that gets pointed at and laughed at by people who think I'm just a ranting, raving lunatics or look down their noses at by top reds. So to have the backing of someone like yourself, thank you. He said, I'm a supporter for 40 years. Thanks, Craig, for speaking up. Sick to death of FSG and the BSPR spin merchants. Thank you. That really, really makes me feel like there are people on my side. Because sometimes you feel like you're you're pissing into the wind, for want of a better phrase, mate. Randfield agenda boring. Well then fuck off, Mark. Well like I've just booted you out there anyway, so that's made my life easier. I, I'm, I, 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 oh yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, if people don't want to be here or watch me, I get it. But just don't bother writing in the chat. I don't care. Just leave. I'm here because I care, and I'm here because I want the best for our football club. I've no pleasure, or I take no pleasure from moaning about a man like Jurgen Klopp that I idolise. Or a football club that I love dearly. But how many times are we going to have the wolves pulled over our eyes before we realise these owners are an absolute bunch of spoofers? The charlatans, snake oil salesmen, wafflers. We want to under-promise and over-deliver. Their words. Bullshit. There's money there for generational talent. Where is it? This is going to be a big window. Where's the big window? But Craig, don't moan yet. There's still eight days left. Eight days. Eight days to save a window. Uh, you show passion and that's worth so much. Said Gary, thank you, mate. Uh, FSG, employ the club. Any poor decision is made by somebody they employ. No matter the excuse, the book stops there. They don't have ambition. 61 mil net spend. You're right, Mike. I love that you've said that. Because I'm the same. The book does stop with the owners. Like in any business. In any business, you have to go straight to the top and that's who you hold accountable. And if FSG feel like they shouldn't be moaned at, that others have failed, then they need to wield the axe. So 
if the owners feel like it's somebody else's fault, then remove that person. But it's still unacceptable to us. Because we've had a year to prepare. A year. A year. Look, what have we done in that year? What was the preparation? I'd, I'd love to know what the preparation was. Really. A lot of content from other Reds are purely for making money by spreading FSG bull. Keep speaking the truth. Look, I don't even necessarily profess this to be the truth, mate. I profess it to be my true feelings. So that's all I ever try to do is give you how I'm feeling. And yeah, that'll change from day to day. Sometimes you're, up, you're optimistic and you think, yeah, we can get this done. We can sort this out. And then other days you just think, well, let's look at this objectively. What has actually happened proactively? But they haven't, it's like religion here. And this is what I mean. You're told to have faith in religion. You're told to believe because there's no actual proof. You just have to have faith. And some people have that faith and they find spiritual meaning throughout their life and they go through their life believing and having that faith. And that's cool. Some people don't have faith because they don't see proof. I fall into the category of, I need to see action. I need to see stuff. I'm not going to just continue to take a leap of faith. Because that leap of faith has never been repaid by these owners. Uh, Brian John Luke Duffy, welcome to Anfield Agenda Ultras, mate. Real fans behind you, mate. We feel your pain. Okay. It doesn't even make sense though, does it? Like, none of this makes sense. How can Chelsea spend a billion quid? How can they have a football club that hasn't made a profit in 20 years, spend a billion quid and still be able to continue to go out spending money? And I'm not even on an FFP rant here. I mean, at least Todd Bowley's willing to try something. Our owners are just sitting around doing fuck all again, again. Oh, Big John was coming over to sort Todd out. Do you remember that nonsense? Oh, John's coming over from Boston. He's flying into London. He's going to have a showdown with the Premier League and a showdown with Todd Bowley. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. Two days later, Chelsea signed Caicedo and Enzo. Liverpool left with their knob in their hands, but Big John got a trip to London and a bit of duty free. Nothing wrong with it. Same shite, different window. This has been going on for years. Yes, sir. You're networking. It has. And shame on us for having some belief that we were going to get it right in this window. And all these journalists that wrote over the last year constantly about how we were leaving no stone unturned. I hope you've got the same energy to say what the hell has happened. How are Liverpool at this point? Because if this was any other club, if I was sitting here tonight looking at United doing this or Arsenal doing this, I'd be laughing my ass off at them. Absolutely fit of hysterical laughter. And we'd all be pointing and going, look at the state of that club. Look at the state of the way the window is. 
But when it's us, we're just told we're ungrateful. Or have faith, trust the process. Uh, Tony Mohammed said, Klopp, FSG are all part of the problem. They treat the most important people, the fans, like idiots whilst never giving us a clear picture. I agree. Like, I love Klopp. But nobody, and I mean nobody, can tell me that they were happy when Jurgen Klopp spoke about Liverpool fans being like kids at Christmas who want a Ferrari. W- what was that about? Do, is that needed? Did the fan base need that? Did the, like Klopp calls out the fans all the time. And sometimes we go, yeah, Jurgen's got a point. Don't leave the stadium before the match is up. Absolutely on point. Stay with the team. No problem, Jurgen. Spot on. But that analogy, basically calling Liverpool fans spoiled because they dared ask for a midfield signing. And yet at the end of the fucking season, we don't have that signing. We don't have Champions League football. But all the multi-millionaires are still all right. They all still have the huge wage packets. The rest of us plebs sit here wanting ambition. Sit here wondering what went wrong. Am I ungrateful? Am I a spoiled child? No, I'm not. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh. But I'm also not an idiot. What happened to the promised investment? I'll tell you what happened, Rob. What I told you all summer would happen. Promised investment did make the last window, but it was going to be ready for next summer. So fast forward a few months, no sign of investment, but what will happen, and I'm telling you this, over the next two weeks, you're going to see lots of stuff being written about future investment and future plans and Liverpool getting back to the right direction, being a big club, blah, blah, blah. Waffle, waffle, waffle from yes men and cowards who can't write the truth because if they dare write the truth for any of their big publications, they won't get access or they'll be removed from the job or they won't be able to ask Klopp questions or they'll get given out to. Because remember Klopp went to James Pierce at one point. Remember that? Because he didn't like a couple of questions. Tough shit. It's your fucking job. Answer them. You don't get to just get softball questions the whole time. Because you have responsibility. You have a duty of care to the fans, to the football club. 
I don't get that. But you know what always happens in these scenarios? We fans end up arguing. That's what always happens. FSG come in, fuck shit up, run away, and all of us are left scrambling around pointing fingers at each other. It's your fault. It's the locals' fault. It's the non-locals' fault. It's the transfer budget. It's the manager. It's the fact that we've no recruit. It's It's everything. But nobody ever takes any accountability. Nobody puts their hands up and go, we absolutely made a mess of this. Tragic because we're so close to a challenge. We are. We're very close. We might be three players away from having a really well-built-out squad. Again, I'm going to point this out. We now have 23 players registered that I'm aware of. Not great. Maybe just Sadio Mane was right about Klopp. I, I don't know what Sadio said about Klopp. Um, and look, this isn't a me going in on Klopp. I love Klopp. But I'm just trying to make the point of... He doesn't get off scot-free. Because it's because of him and his stubbornness that we're not in the Champions League. And that's, I don't think, even up for debate. Because it was him who told us they couldn't get a midfielder. We didn't need a midfielder. What qualities of a midfielder do we not have in the squad? Blah, blah, blah. Merely this, cater um, that, waffle, waffle, waffle. One of the biggest teams in the world, one of the best managers in the world, and the support of a mid-table team. We're being outspent by Villa. Again, by the way. Not a first. Again. We're being outspent by United. Again. By Arsenal. Again. When do we act like a decent-sized club? When do we show ambition? When do we go out and actually spend money? Because as I said earlier on, under FSG, I believe we've made five signings over £50 million. Maybe six now, it could be off by one. But look at the long list of players in that category. That City, that Chelsea, that United, that Arsenal, that others have signed. So, every time we're told we can compete because of something. And it's always money. It's always a wage bill or some other bollocks that the media buy into... And the yes men just write, oh, FSG's £110 million genius. FSG masterstroke. John W. Henry exposes truth. John W. Henry's a fucking spoofer. Saudi comes in with offer of £100 million for Salah. Your thoughts? It's too late in the window. There's, there's, there for me now in this window, there isn't a number. Because what good is that going to be to us? In this window. If we sold Mo for 100 million. What do we do with it? Because the next player you look at. You're going to quote it 100 million. So. If Mohamed Salah fancied moving to Saudi. It would have had to have been done. Earlier in the window. You know. Maybe you could have made an argument around the Henderson Fabinho time even. But now. No. There's no way. Like. But, but you know what Capelot. There would still be some idiots that would try and pitch that as a positive. 
If if Salah left, there'd still be some people to go, it was clever business, that. It was clever business. Had to be done. Next summer is probably the time to sell Mo. Um, not because he's, again, not good enough, but because of the contractual situation. He's got a year to go next summer, so something has to give. Because we cannot allow another old guard superstar to leave for nothing. Firmino left for nothing. Mane left for pretty much nothing. These players that Liverpool helped to become superstars left for nothing. So what was the point of saving the money and turning them into a superstar and being that genius that got them for cheap when you don't get it back in the end anyway? You don't see a profit. Liverpool have signed Trainee only from Leicester. Is he like 16 or something, if I'm not mistaken? Laser sharp. How's he wrote the season off? He's obviously not happy with transfers. He knows teams just good, just not deep. He wrote last season off. Were you surprised last season that the players were tired after the season before, having played in every single competitive game? Then going into a season with a World Cup in the middle of it. Was any of you surprised that Thiago picked up injuries, that Henderson started to get knocks, that Matip was unavailable at times? Not me. That Cater was out, that Oxley chamberlain wasn't available. But consciously, Klopp allowed that to happen. So, he rode off a season. And I don't understand how you don't think... Similarly, he rolled the dice and it failed. We rolled the dice previously when we didn't sign a centre-back and we brought in... Oh God, I can't believe I'm about to actually say these words. But we brought in Ben Davies and Ozan Kabak. And thankfully, because of Alison Becker's beautiful, beautiful head against West Brom and that grey header, we found a way into the Champions League. So, one miracle achieved... Two years or three years later, we haven't learned a single damn lesson. We roll the dice again with an underprepared, under-stacked squad, and we got found out. But all of a sudden, Klopp and the coaches are scratching their heads going, how did that happen? How did this ageing, run-into-the-ground squad suddenly come up short? Huh, it's almost like their legs were gone. What is the right profile of player? They're always saying he has to be the right profile. They have to be here. So the right profile, Tony, means cheap. Means cheap, want low wages, and young. That's usually the profile that FSG look for. Cheap, low wages, young. Uh, I didn't read a super chat. Let me find that, mate. My apologies. I'll go back and get that now. One second, bud. Sorry, if I miss any super chats, you're absolutely right to pull me up on it. Let me just go. There you go. He said, FSG. One second. I need to just stretch this out so I can read it off you, mate. 
FSG need to sell up and leave. If this is our transfer window, the full transfer committee, one sec, needs to be sacked and revamped. Edwards is missed. And that was from M or Ragav. Sorry, mate, that I missed that initially. That's on me. Um, yeah, sorry, bud, that was on me. Right, where did I scroll this one? Where is that gone now? Oh. Where, oh, where, oh, where is this gone? Sorry, lads. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. I lost track of where I was for a sec. Craig, do you think we should go back in for Kabak at centre-back? Absolutely not. No, no, no. For God, Jesus, no. Yeah, no, Kabak's not, uh, not good enough. Sorry. Again, I'm just trying to move stuff around on my screen here. Uh, Andy Knott, thank you for becoming a member, bud. Apologies I missed your membership shout-out, but thank you for giving me a nudge, and uh, appreciate your support, sir. Thank you. Right, do we need... what? What's the next poll that you'd like to see? Oh, actually, I've got an idea. I've got an idea for a poll. Sorry guys, give me two secs. And one more. Right, so I'm gonna ask you what position we need to strengthen. Midfield, left center back, winger or right back. They're the options. Just wanna see how people are thinking because a couple of people today have said we need a winger, a few people in the chat have Said midfield. Obviously, defence is a fair shout as well. Man United getting Qatari owners now as it's stalled and the Glazers don't want to sell. Yeah, so that's weird. Like yesterday on Sky Sports, there was a piece saying. Um, maybe it was in the media saying that a six billion deal is about to be agreed and shake Jasim is willing to wait until october then today it was five five billion bid being discussed but yeah i don't know where we're at with regards to um at united sale i haven't got a clue i don't know if, if they'll be sold or if they won't be sold um i hope they're not because if shake Jasim buys Manchester United then we've got Qatar owning United Saudi owning Newcastle and Abu Dhabi owning Manchester City and everything that I've warned you about is going to come to fruition it's going to become a pissing contest between Gulf states to see who can sports wash the best and remember when Man City won the Champions League did you have a little look at any of the tweets that were going around loads of his Excellency has won this for all Abu Dhabians. 
It, it very quickly became about the state when Manchester City won the Champions League. Did everybody notice that? Because the tweets that night were pretty um, eye-opening. So I'm worried if United got sold to the gentleman from Qatar that we'd have a pissing contest between rich Gulf states to see who can big up their country the most. And all that's going to happen is the prices are going to go astronomical. And we're going to miss out even more because our owners ain't going to play that game. Shouldn't the club be planning two to three years ahead instead of papering over the cracks? Yes, Tony, 100%. It's like we can't plan ahead, we're always a step behind. Tony, one thing that this recruitment team have been lauded for is the use of analytics, their scouting, and their ability to get deals done. And you're right. If we looked around two seasons ago and looked at our midfield, you would have thought to yourself that that is going to need refreshing. That we're going to need to bring in some players because that midfield's getting old. We needed it in attack as well. And in fairness to the club, they did very well when we rebuilt our attack. You know, you've moved out some players who are getting older. Yes, we can talk about wanting to get more money for them. But ultimately, we've brought in five forwards who I think are fantastic. So that was done well. And then we've got Ben Doe, Cade Gordon, and some other youngsters that could complement the attack. But as Tony has said, that midfield rebuild has been a joke. And it's been a glaring elephant in the room that nobody seemed to want to talk about until it became a huge problem. And we had to bring in a 17-year-old kid to try and save our season in midfield. And thankfully to Stefan, he did a great job. Um, FSG out now trending number one on Twitter. Said you're networking. Do they never get a pain in their arse to that, by the way? Because it's almost every week FSG out is trending. FSG out, FSG out, FSG out. But nothing happens from it. Nothing comes from it. Because people then just give up and go, ah, what can we do? So we're only fans. Uh, Jan Karlovich, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, sir. Well, let's have a look at this poll and see how it's getting on. Which position do we need the most? Midfield so far with 47% of you guys having voted for that. Left centre-back, 43%. Winger, 1%. And right back, 9%. So it's pretty close. 4% dividing midfield and left centre-back. Uh, Wonder, Niantanga, said, VVD, Ali, Canade, Nunes, Jada, Gakpo, Diaz, Keita, Fabinho were all not cheap but had the right credentials. Nunes, prime example of spend wisely. So, 1, 2, 3, 4, Four of them over 50 million, if I'm not mistaken. VVD, 75. Allison 70. Canade, I think, was like 36. Nunes, 100 million euro, potentially all in. So it's about 86 million. I can't remember what the ogre was. I want to say it was like 42, something like that. Gakpo, again, mid-40s, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Kada we paid over the 54 actually off the top of my head I couldn't tell you what we paid for Diaz I can't remember um, and Fabinho I think again was about 38-40 million 
Scratch83 said, Red Sox fans have been protesting to get rid for years. It's not work for them. Hopefully we can have better luck. It'll never work until everybody's on the same page. So whilst there is a large ticket buying, match going bunch of local or um, match going fans is probably fairer. They're not going to pay much notice until serious action is taken and everybody comes together. And I think, as we've said before, a very, very simple way of showing your disgust is to just change your profile pictures and social media to FSGO. It's it's a start. And if everybody that uses a Liverpool fan account shows their disgust at the owners, then maybe we can get somewhere. Uh, Diaz was about 44, 45 million. Thank you. I, I couldn't remember off the top of my head what Lucho was. Uh, money well spent, by the way, on Lucho. Damn good player. Jota was 41 million. Diaz was 47 with three in add-ons. Poland protested Anfield. I don't see an appetite from what I've seen of Liverpool fans for a protest at Anfield. Um, we've seen the lads get ridiculed for the plane over Anfield. Um, but that's all that ever happens, right? When it, like, If I or anybody who isn't one of the in crowd dares to suggest anything, we're laughed at, called wolves, and people look down their noses at us. And... You can argue if that plane over the stadium was the right idea or not. But what I don't think you can argue with is at least they were trying. At least they were being proactive. So rather than call them the embarrassment, maybe ask why are they doing it? Why are they at that point? Why do they feel the need to spend their own fucking money to highlight a problem at the club? And if we can all get to at least that point, Maybe we can have a conversation about why so many people feel so disenfranchised from the club. Caicedo offered to Brighton was just a ploy for Chelsea to come up with money. Liverpool had no intention of buying Caicedo for 113. Liverpool and Brighton are good buddies. Please explore, said Carzoid Santa Barbara. I, I have no idea how to potentially explore that, mate. I truly don't. Um... Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. I don't even want to go down that route of collusion because I don't believe it to be the case. But the part I think that makes the most sense to us all, or, or at least needs to be discussed, is if we were willing to spend that money sincerely. If John was really willing to write that hundred and eleven million pound check, then what the hell has happened since? How has one hundred eleven million become sixteen and a half million in a sob story? That's that's the real question that I'd like to uh to ask. How have we gone from that 111 million 2 weeks ago tomorrow to 16 and a half million and waiting around to the very end of the window to see if Bayern give us a few crumbs off their table for Gravenberch? T 
Thoughts on gaining access to the stadium during a match day? I don't know, again, what you mean by thoughts on gaining access to the stadium during a match day. I'm not going to... I'm never, ever, ever going to support anybody rushing a stadium or trying to get in behind barriers or anything like that, mate. Absolutely not. I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want anything that could endanger people. Don't want to be part of that. If it's PR, it's bad PR, said Callum. I'm not paying £115 for a new Liverpool shirt next season till FSG are gone. The fact that, like... Do you know what gets me about that? Like, I'm sick of reading how how great the Nike deal is. How much of a genius stroke it was. But I've never, ever once seen a figure. I've not seen anybody be able to tell us how much money Liverpool have made from Nike. I've seen lots of media say how great FSG are for getting that deal and how clever it was and how Nike are going to open up the Asian market for us and all this stuff. But I've not seen the number. I've not seen a, a carved in stone amount that has made us. Refund Nunes money if you knew Gakpo was coming in to cap a lot. I, I don't know why we'd refund Nunes money. Nunes won't work under Klopp. It is a bit weird that we spent all that money. And I believe in Darwin, by the way. I do. I really do. But what I don't think is up for debate is that the manager at this moment in time doesn't believe in Darwin. At the moment. And maybe Darwin was always going to be a bit of a project. So maybe Klopp does have a plan with Darwin. But again, like, be nice to start to see a show of faith or... It's a lot of money for us to be looking at the bench every week for for him to not be playing. And the fact that he's not playing is not down to you or I as fans. It's down to the fact the manager just doesn't fancy what he sees. and, And that's okay. But it's not okay that we spent that much money and he's not getting even near a start. Like That is very concerning. Because it's not the first time. Look at Carvalho. Why was he brought in? What was the point of signing him? He, he never got a chance and he went off. Darwin, he's not really getting a chance. So why the signing of him? What did we see in him that we now aren't seeing when we paid the money to Benfica? I don't know the answer to that because I don't get to see him on the training pitch. All I can tell you is what we've heard from Klopp about the pressing. John Williams said, rather Klopp called owners out and was sacked instead of this. He's separating himself from fans. Top Reds would disappear. Sorry I had to say this. Look, I've said it before, mate. I think Jurgen Klopp has been a little bit snidey towards fans at times. But I also understand and respect that it's a high-pressure job he's in. But sometimes, you know there's a phrase that you're always toughest on the ones you love. So maybe Klopp is taking out frustration sometimes on fans that he wishes he could take out on the owners. Perhaps. But 
what I've always said is, I hope that Jurgen knows that if he ever does go in on the owners and call them out, he will have everybody behind him. Everybody. Because he's not a stupid man, Jurgen. Far from it. But I can't believe that he's continuously happy with being underfunded. I, I can't believe it. I, I can't get my head around that fact. I, I don't for one second think that he's happy. Why don't we just pay the release clause for Andre? Because apparently now that release clause is 80 million euro. Not 40. Apparently now, according to Jacques Talbot, it's 80 million euro. So now if we wanted to pay the release clause, it would be a lot more. So that, that just continues to keep being the gift that keeps on giving, right? Nike deal is worth around 450 million. You couldn't possibly know that. And over what? And how could you project that? Because all the Nike deal guarantees us is 35 or 30 million pound and 20% of Nike branded LFC merchandise sold. There's no other guarantees outside of that minimum 30, 35 million a season. So there's no way we could say it's worth 450 million because we've got no way to back that up with numbers. The kit manufacturer deal, or excuse me, the sponsorship deal, 100%. You know what that's worth. I think it's 55 million a season or something like that. But not the Nike deal. So I don't know where this 450 number has been plucked out of. Because I've not seen any accounts published to show that number. Calvin Phillips to Liverpool. No, he's not good enough. He's too injury prone. He's not good enough and he's been getting splinters on his arse for a year. So why do we want to pay Manchester City to go out and get Matthias Noon so we can take their cast-offs just so Calvin Phillips can get into Southgate's squad for the Euros? Because that's basically what it feels like to me. He's not good enough, Calvin Phillips. Nunes has time to learn. Team's more important at the minute and he's not. Gakpo or Jota are definitely not Jota. He's definitely not Diaz. Um, something's going to have to give in these last 10, 8, 9 days of the window. Something's going to have to give because... What we're going to have to either accept is a scramble last minute. We bring in some players and we hope they work out well. That's the best case scenario now. Is a last minute scramble and we hope we get a couple of signings and that they work out. Worst case scenario, we either get one or none of the minimum two players we need. And if we don't get those players, how are the people who are happy with this window going to be able to justify that? Because it's not going to be enough. Weakening your squad by eight and adding three just doesn't do it. 
Uh, and Darwin's an Andy Carroll-esque transfer and doesn't fit in at all. I don't know why he was brought in or why people are crying from the play more. He's not good enough. I don't get the people crying from the play more part, Liam. I'm with you on that because he doesn't deserve to be starting yet. But why he was brought in, that that's baffling. Because we expected when we signed Darwin that we were probably going to see a change in how we attack. That we've got a player who can run the channel and can get in behind, is good in the air, physically strong. And we thought, okay, get the ball into wide positions and get balls into Darwin and let him get in there and fight for them. But that's not what we've seen at all. It's again like there isn't a plan for Darwin. And if there is a plan, it's a plan for what, a year down the line? It's Again, it's a lot of who made these decisions and what was the thinking behind it? And what has surprised you so much that he's not getting a run out? Uh, Tony, I've done that one, said Klopp FSG are part of the problem. They treat fans, they treat the most important people, fans like idiots. Uh, FSG out, but how much of this is on Klopp? We've done that. I've done that one. Window for us is shut and curtains drawn, said Russ. Done that one. Yeah, I think I've done them. Someone said I've missed some super chats. I think I've gone through them, mate. I've been trying to play catch up there. Done the Liam Thomas one. Uh, Nervellan moodily said, What's stopping fans from funding the purchase of players? 10 quid per person across when we buy a player. Possession of Chelsea was 35%, the fourth lowest. I mean, why should we have to, man? Do you imagine the embarrassment? I mean, it would be very embarrassing for the owners, to be fair. If Liverpool fans truly started to go fund me to buy somebody. I mean, that would be a very, 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 very bad look on FSG. And for that, I wouldn't be against it. Just to show them up for the cheap clowns that they are. Um, but you know what would happen? As soon as somebody starts it, the top reds would be in laughing at everyone. Ha ha! Look at these wolves! Look at these idiots! Yeah, I think I've covered the super chats there now. If there's any other ones I missed, do just let me know the name and I'll go back and find them. Right, it's 10 o'clock now, so over the next 15 minutes or so, we'll either see some news come out or we won't. My super chat was Klopp's last season question. Right, let me just have a look for that one, Elwin. Let me have a look, mate. One second. Where's Elwin's comment? Why don't we just pay the release clause for Andre? I don't understand. We've done that one. John Williams would rather Klopp call the honours out and was sacked instead of this. He's separating himself from fans. Top Reds would disappear. Um, you're not, I'm, I'm not seeing that super chat. Uh, Alwyn. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, do you get a sense this might be Klopp's last season, regardless of how the season goes? At least United got hammered behind closed doors today. Um, I think that there, was, there are some Liverpool fans that are starting to wonder. Could this be Klopp's last season? Honestly, 
I'm not trying to think that way. I'm still thinking we see Klopp till 2026. But I'm somebody that if we don't do well this year, I do think for the first time ever, Klopp's job's under threat. But the season hasn't happened yet. So I'm not ready to call Klopp out on his job yet. You know, he's 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 got enough goodwill to at least have a go at it this season. But... Again, I guess the answer I I tried to give you is that I don't feel like the club have given Jurgen the best chance of success with this fuster cluck of a window. So midfield so far is the one with fifty percent of the vote. We'll end that. So midfield, you guys reckon is the position most in need of strengthening. Left centre back was second with forty percent. Klopp is a legend. Nobody has said he isn't, mate. We love Klopp. But somebody has to be culpable for this mess. So it's Klopp or the owners or Schmadke or Hogan. Somebody needs to be held to account for yet another shambolic window. I feel like the owners are backing Klopp so they can scapegoat him. I don't know what you mean by backing Klopp so they can scapegoat him. I don't feel like they are backing him. Did you mean to say aren't backing Klopp so they can scapegoat him, Liam? Uh, Tobin, thank you for the super chat. You didn't put a comment in, mate. Appreciate you, though. Uh, Commander Jacko, that's a good name. Welcome to Anfield Agenda FC, my friend. Craig, we can't blame Klopp for what's happening. It's down to FSG and others. Why? Why can't we blame Klopp? He has to be part of the problem. Like, he's not solely responsible for it. But he's part of the recruitment team that drew up a list of transfer targets. And for whatever reason, we haven't got the players in. So surely you you would have to accept that Klopp is partly responsible. You know, he's the one who ultimately says yes or no to a signing. Once the money's there, I mean, he'll say yes or no. And it's great saying that Klopp won't settle for is third, fourth, or fifth targets. That's great if you get the first two targets. But, again, twice in a week we were laughed at because we were beaten to players by Chelsea. Twice in one week. I hate to say it, but if Qatar by United, we have FSG, we're dead. We'll be laughing stock. This really gives me sleepless nights thoughts. It's given me sleepless nights for a long, long, long time from the time Manchester City were bought over by Abu Dhabi. And I've been speaking out against it ever since. And I've been told I'm salty. And then when Newcastle got bought over, that should never have been allowed to happen, but it was. Now here we are. Now if United get bought over by Qatar, like I've said all along, it's just going to become a pissing contest from rich Gulf states who want to try and outdo each other and make their own countries look greater on the world stage. And the price is just going to go through the roof. And you and I are going to end up paying for it as fans. It's not going to end well. But people don't care or are willfully ignorant. Who's looking out for football? Who's looking out for the Premier League? Because it's just going to become a rich country's plaything yet again. It's, it's very strange. It's like nobody. It's like politicians. They only work in four-year cycles. They're only worrying about getting re-elected again. Who's looking out for the Premier League's long-term sustainability here? 
And is that what we want? All the top English clubs to be just going around to other countries as playthings. Look at the NFL. Anybody in here able to tell me how many non-American ownership groups there are in the NFL? I don't know the answer, so it's a genuine question. But I would imagine it's minuscule, if there is any. But in the Premier League, they've just handed out the crown jewels to anybody who's willing to just sign the cheque. No care for the history of the clubs, for the future of the game, for the sustainability of it. Nothing. And then when one of these clubs goes up shit creek, and it will happen, all that will be happening is everybody be running to the government, asking the government to come in and save football, and save Chelsea or United or Arsenal or whoever from going bang. It'd be too late though. The damage is being done now while everybody else is looking away and the game's being sports washed. It's happening right in front of our eyes. FSG say things to convince us, but it's just lies. Said too good for comfort. I love Klopp. Get that straight. No one said you did, John. Again, I don't know why you're getting angry and shouting at me, mate. Nobody fucking said you didn't love Klopp. Um... I can't read that one out, sorry. I was about to read a comment out there and just realised I couldn't read it out because it was a bit too close to the bone. Craig, doesn't the CEO sign the checks for the purchase of the players? If so, then Klopp just gives FSG the list of players he wants and it's up to CEO to sort it. So I believe it was Billy Hogan that was negotiating with Brighton. If I'm not, maybe the chat can help me on this. I believe it was Billy Hogan that was negotiating the the Brighton deal for Caicedo and with Southampton for Lavia. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that one. So in that case, yeah, he's at fault. He's at fault for not spotting that Caicedo's team had no intentions of signing. And he's at fault for allowing Lavia to go to Manchester City. Or excuse me, to uh, Chelsea. Do you feel we're overlooked that we have by Chechich? Or we're overlooking that we have by Chechich? Oh God, no man. I love Stefan. Um, and I, I love reminding people as well that he was only 300 grand. But my point here, Tobin, is you have to have a balance. So we can't look at Bajcetic and put all the pressure on that young man to be Steven Gerrard 2.0 at this age. What we should have is a midfield full of class and quality and we can ease the young man in. And he's so good that, yeah, we'll ease him in and he would look seamless. But I don't like the fact that a lot of the pressure to succeed could be on those young shoulders. That I don't think is fair. But I'm with you on the supporting of Stefan Bajcetic. Amazing footballer. Um, and he looked fearless last season when he played. And that, that's to his good upbringing from his, po- from his parents. His good grounding at Celta Vigo. Um, so I'm not overlooking him at all, mate. No, love the kid. Um, and look, even the fact that I've said on this stream, we've signed Endo... And we have by Chechich. I'm sound of boxing that off as the number six with those two. Between the two of them, I think we got it covered. But Klopp wants another versatile midfielder. And he wants a defender. And that's his words. That's his decision. That's his want. So why aren't they being gotten? And why are we scrambling around with eight days to go to do it? Um, that's, that's more the question I would put to you. But right with you on the support of Stefan. 
I don't think the NFL has it, but there's also a salary cap in the league. There is. And look, I know that they're not absolutely comparable, but what I'm trying to get a point, my point across there, um, A. Santino, was the crown jewels of the NFL are owned by American businessmen and women. That's my point. I've said this for a long time. I'm a bit of an idealist. I like... I would like the biggest Irish institutions to be owned by Irish people. I would like the crown jewels of the Premier League or the English sporting world to be owned by UK businesses or businessmen or women. I don't like the fact that the Premier League is being used as a sports washing project now. I, I don't like it. Doesn't Don't like it one bit. If Saudi want to build up their own league and throw an ungodly amount of money at it, sound, their league, absolutely. Do with your own country, do whatever you want. But the Premier League should be embarrassed at what they've allowed to happen. Just signed a 16-year-old from Leicester City, confirmed he's got the number 8 shirts on the under-18s. Keep up the great work, mate. Thank you. And yes, we did sign that youngster. Um, midfielder born in 2006, trainee only, joins Liverpool from Leicester. 16 years of age and wishing him all the best on his journey and hopefully we see him break into the first team um, at some point. Nobody's saying Bocetis needs to be Stevie, just Yabby. I mean, chance to be a fight. Well, look, to be fair, Stefan looks pretty damn good. Uh, Craig, I respect how honest you always are. I love you. Thank you, ma'am. Right back at you. Look, I get myself into trouble at sometimes and I'm gobby and I'm argumentative and I'm passionate, but I, I really, really, really care, because this probably takes up far too much of my life, you know, most people probably have a good balance in their life, you know, you've got your work, you've got your family, you've got your football, you've got your weekends, you go out, you do your thing, I have my family in football, that's it, football is my job, this is my livelihood, and I would say every single week, Give me a good Liverpool and a quiet Anfield agenda and I would be happier than a shit Liverpool and a busy Anfield agenda because I know how tied up my happiness and moods are to Liverpool Football Club. And I'm sure many of you guys and girls watching are the same. If you lose, your weekend's gone. You're dreading the thoughts of bumping into your mates for the banter, but... There's always next week. When the windows close, there isn't next week. There's next January. And while the league can't be won by Christmas, it can absolutely be lost by Christmas. Liverpool are in talks with Aston Villa over midfielder Bubakar Kamara. See, this is a bit weird again. Um, and that's coming from Ivan, I think. And I'm not saying Ivan's right or wrong. But even these links don't make sense. So Kamara was on the list with Caicedo and Lavia for a defensive midfield signing. That was the three-man shortlist. We've just been told that Liverpool aren't going to sign another defensive midfielder. Many journalists have said that over the past few days. So that's why we've seen the Gravenberts links, the Andre links... And a few others. So, how are we back to signing a defensive midfielder? It just feels weird. Now, again, 
nothing against this young man and if we sign him great we'll welcome him in we'll help him to do well but we're either going for a number six or we're not so who's lying somebody has to be telling Porky somewhere isn't Kamara just another endo no 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 Kamara's a young lad uh, Bubakar Kamara is I think 19 or 20 maybe um, no no that'll be a young signing I'm trying to find this list I did have it done here the three man shortlist yeah so this came out from the Athletic Liverpool's data department identified three names to replace Fabinho according to the Athletic Moise Caicedo Romeo Lavia and Bubakar Kamara they were the three names we've already allowed Chelsea to sign the top two so common sense would say if they're the three names on the list and you didn't get the top two, then you should have been going for the third one immediately, but we signed Endo. So Klopp had a change of direction there. And look, Endo's a great signing. He's 23. Okay, he's 23. So he's still young, so fits the profile. But I just don't understand why we're doing it now. Like, if you've got one, two, three, and you miss one and two, you go straight to three. We had a little bypass and went off for Endo. And now we're coming back for number three on the list, who's a DM, but we don't need a DM because we've just been told we're not signing a DM. There's a lot of waffle. It's annoying. If City and Chelsea never existed, the Premier League would be perfect. Well, they do. We need as much squad depth as possible. I'd bring him in without hesitation, said Noah. Yeah, I don't believe that, by the way. I don't believe that we're suddenly going back for a DM after we've signed Rest. It doesn't make sense to me. Because we've already got two now by Chetich and Endo. So... I'm, I'm trying to run this round in my head. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see the Kamara sign of making sense now. Ivan Schwakov isn't a journalist, Alex. Um, I have a soft spot for Ivan because he's always been very complimentary of Anfield Agenda. So that's why I'm not trying. I'm not saying anything negative here. He's not a journalist because that's not his real name. No, I don't know who he is, to be fair. Uh, or who they are. I'm assuming it's a lad. Um... But yeah, I also don't believe that Liverpool are back in for Kamara. Doesn't make any sense to me after what we've been told. Uh, is it wrong that I don't even know anything about this Kamara kid? Like, am I the only one who never heard of him until we were linked? Like, if he's at Villa, I'm, uh, it's probably just my own ignorance. But I, I've known nothing about him. Nothing. Gravenberch has a higher ceiling than Caicedo and Lavia. No, he doesn't. That's just plainly not true. Caicedo has absolutely got the potential to be a world beater. 
Um, Graven Birch has talent, definitely. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to say Graven Birch isn't a, a, a good prospect, but I'm always worried when two managers don't fancy a lad at the club. Because if it's one manager, you're thinking, okay, th- maybe they either fallen out with him or the manager didn't see something he liked. But when Bayern Munich brought in a second manager, when Nagelsmann went, they brought in Tuchel, and Tuchel doesn't fancy the lad either, you do have to start wondering, like, is he going to be another one of these potential players that never, ever delivers? Um... But look, at this point, if it's Gravenberch, it's Gravenberch. But we can't wait around till Bayern decide. We we need to test the water with an offer. If Klopp wants Gravenberch, no problem. But why aren't we putting in a bid for Gravenberch? You probably don't know anything about Kamara because he spent most of his time the physio table. Another six now, but that wouldn't explain some of it. Because look, I've watched a bit of Villa, and you know you've seen Douglas Luiz, you've seen Coutinho, you've seen that other youngster whose brother's now playing with him but is injured. But I've never heard of that dude. If you had one signing, who would it be right now? Thuram. Thuram. I mean, look, the answer would be Barella, really. But we're not going to sign Barella. So I think Thuram would make sense to me. Um, It's clear Klopp wants that kind of Pogba-esque type. Tall, athletic, good technical, number eight can break a line like it seems that's the type of midfielder he's looking at here so maybe you've got your Kone's you've got your Thurams um, your Gravenberch I guess would fit into that mould but the question remains the same why is it taking so long and why are we here still scrambling around Alonso after Klopp I don't think I'm unsure of Alonso's next move, Tobin, because I'm, I know he signed a new deal at Leverkusen, but I know Real Madrid have eyes on him as well And uh, when Carlo moves on to take the Brazil job. So if, he, if we can keep him out of the clutches of Real Madrid and he does well at Bayern, maybe, yeah, should be in the mix. De Zerbi should be somebody we're looking at as well. Can you sum up the Andre situation? Certainly. Uh, Fluminense don't want to sell because they're in the quarterfinal of the Copa Libertadores and they don't want to lose a player that is a big part of their starting eleven. Understandable. But the confusion came when, for weeks, we were told by many journalists that the bio clause for Andre was €40 million euro, and we were all wondering why Liverpool were willing to spend €30 million euro but wouldn't go to the forty. Then today, bit of a bombshell drop by Jacques Talbot, who said that the bio clause isn't 40 million, it's 80 million. So, if that's the case, why do we dick about with another week or two? 
if the club would have known the buyer clause was 80, we know that they're not paying that. And we know that Fluminense aren't going to sell. And we can't run the risk of them getting knocked out on transfer deadline day, which is when the second leg is, and trying to get it done then. Because one, what if they get through? You're still screwed. And the other option of Gravenberch seems like it's the same route, that you're waiting until Bayern make a last-minute decision. Where's all the activity on transfer? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I've got nothing being sent to me. So there's clearly nothing happening in the media. And look, to be fair, it's, I've been looking at the media myself when I finished over the last few nights and there's been slim pickings. We're not even getting linked now in the media. And look, tomorrow's Thursday, 24th. We'll have the same conversation and we'll probably still be having this same conversation next week because it feels like we're being shafted yet again. Or, look, I'm not going to be convinced no matter what we do between now and the end of the window because it feels like we're panicking again. Because anybody doing this much or needing to do this much business at the end of a summer window that's been open for 10 weeks to the day and that we've had a year to plan for, it's It's pathetic. Your spirit is truly respected. I believe in you. Thank you, mate. I believe. I'm glad one of us stills. Um, yeah, look, I'm going to call it a night because there's no point in us staying on here, staying argue with each other, angry with each other. Excuse me. Um, I'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Hopefully, we'll all, hopefully I'll be in a better mood because, you know, it's not fair of me to say hopefully we're all in a better mood. Hopefully, I'm in a better mood. But hopefully, we have a reason to be in a better mood because... We deserve better. You deserve better. I deserve better. The match-going Reds deserve better. Those Liverpool fans who get up a cockrow in all different parts of the world or stay up very late to watch Liverpool and buy their shirts and pay their TV subscriptions or travel over for that once-in-a-lifetime trip, you all deserve better than what FSG are giving us. And you shouldn't feel bad for, for feeling hard done by because you're right to feel hard done by because our owners are an absolute bunch of spoofers 